Blog Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. It's December 6, 2009. It's the December 2009 edition of our monthly worldwide open reading. And you, yes, you, are invited to call in and read your poetry. The number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. As always, we have no content or style restrictions. I'll put you on the air in the order that you called in. Um, You'll get to read one poem, and uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit about what's going on in your local poetry community. Should you call in? That's a question that people ask a lot. And the answer is yes. Yes, you should call in. What if you're someone who's never read poetry before, and you're you're not sure how that'll go? Well, let's find out together. Call in and uh, take that leap and share your poetry with literally the entire world. I'm, I'm confident that the entire world is listening and um, and there's no reason they shouldn't hear your poetry. What if what if you're listening and you're hearing a bunch of poetry that doesn't sound like the kind of poetry that you like or that you write? Well, all the more reason for you to call in. One of the best parts about this show is that there are no content or style restrictions or preferences for that matter. And it's I just think it's the coolest thing in the world to have all kinds of different poetry styles represented from all kinds of people all over the world. So don't hesitate. Call in, make that leap, and uh, we'd love to hear your work. The number again is area code 646-716-7362. Did I mention my name is Rick Lupert? Well, it is. I'm the host of the show, the guy who runs the Poetry Superhighway website from which this uh, Poetry Superhighway Live project emanates, poetrysuperhighway.com. Check it out. It's cool. You'll like it. And we've got a few people already uh, lined up to call in, so we're going to get right to callers, and uh, hopefully you'll be one of them. We're going to start off with a caller. Let's see, I identify you by uh, your phone number, but uh, sometimes I just see a series of ones, which means you either have a blocked number or you're using the click-to-talk feature on the uh, Blog Talk Radio website. So I just put someone on the air, and I don't know who it is. So, hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Who's this? This this is Morena. Rick, can you hear me? I can hear you, Morena. How are you? I'm doing well. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Orange County. Orange County. I've heard of it. You've heard of it. (laughs) Well, this is my first time calling in, but I am a published poet. Um, I, I have read throughout Orange County and and Los Angeles and uh, Nigeria and the Caribbean. And um, I'm going to do a poem called Dream Number One. Sounds good. Listen, Morena, um, I can hear that. a little bit of a delay between what you're hearing on the phone and, the, and what uh, the broadcast is on the computer. So maybe uh, just while you're on the phone, if you could turn the computer down because we're kind of hearing the show uh, delay in the background there. How is that? That sounds much better. Okay. So let's hear it. All right. Dream number one. I got up with the sun today, just like every other day. Walked to the plaza to find your face in the crowd. I studied each image that comes into view from head to toe, asking myself then, God, where are you? Each night I find you on the plaza in my dreams, sipping on Shiraz, revealing your soul to me. I let you hold me, allow myself to give you part of me as we dance to the music of the wind. There is no space, no time zone, no gravity. There is you, there is me. We take in one breath, letting our souls laugh. Our eyes talk. We soar through this air, floating, drifting, resting, allowing the wind to carry us. There is no time zone. There is no gravity. Like William, I sleep, perchance, to dream of you on the plaza. Very nice, Miranda. Thanks for sharing that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm enjoying the show. This is my first time being able to um, call in and listen to it, so I'm looking forward to hearing the other poets. 
Well, it's interesting to hear that you're enjoying the show since it's only just started and, and you're the first person to call, but uh, I'm enjoying it too so far. Uh-huh. Um, tell me, um, you, you said you're uh, from Orange County. Do you participate in any readings down that way that you uh, uh, want to talk to us about? Oh, I do. I participate at the Ugly Mug. I'm also the host of the Poets Cafe on KPFK FM oh, okay. 9.7. Oh, well, I've listened to that a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, I host that um, that that show. Uh, I also read uh, sometimes. I was just a feature reader at Tibat Tibat uh, just right after Thanksgiving, and um, I have my one-woman show that's called Conversation in B-Flat, and uh, I hope to have it up again this coming year. It was performed uh, this past June in uh, Pasadena, California. Wonderful. Um, tell us more about, uh, or briefly, about the uh, Poets Cafe on KPFK. How, the Poetry you... Cafe is really nice. Um, I have poets that come in and and read their work. So if there's there's poets out there that would love to uh, be on the Poets Cafe, just call KPFK and uh, tell them that you want to uh, get in touch with me all right, to uh, read on the show, and they'll take your your name and your information, and I'll get back to you on that. I usually take the shows on Saturday mornings. Uh, It has to be the poet's original work. I only use the poet's original work. This... um, the next series that you hear that will be coming up, I've done some poetry and jazz. I've had a jazz musician by the name of Greg Vale, very well known in Los Angeles and in Orange County uh, as, a, as a sax player. And he came in and played behind uh, some poetry, and it was really a fantastic show. I think that marriage of jazz and poetry uh, just works so well together. Uh, it, it just extends the the language. It's a match made in heaven. Um, yeah, so that, that's great. You know, I uh, there, there's plenty of uh, shows like this on the internet, and it's a relatively new thing, and it's very cool. And 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 you know, obviously, I'm doing one and think it's a good thing. But uh, it's it's definitely more rare to have a quote real uh, radio show broadcast on a. Uh, on actual radio station um, uh, shooting out to the airwaves uh, that has a you know perhaps a more diverse listenership than just poets tuning into a an internet radio show. So it's it's very cool that KPFK offers that. Is there a you know for people who are not uh, in the LA area where KPFK is located, is there a way that they can can listen? Yes, they can streamline it on the on the internet. That's www.kpfk.org. Uh, and they can streamline. Wonderful. So that, that's so cool. Okay, you can be anywhere in the world, and uh, that's the beauty of the Internet now. Okay, you can just tune right in. Cool. Marena, thank you very much for calling in. Uh, hey, thank you, Rich. Thank no you, and good luck with the show. Thank Keep you so much. Keep sending me the updates, okay? I will not stop. All right. <laughs> All right, take it easy. Bye-bye. That was uh, by Morena calling from Orange County. She is uh, uh, an, an, L- an L.A. area poet, or I guess Orange County probably doesn't like to be referred to as L.A., but an or- Orange County poet uh, who participates in readings down in that uh, area, including the uh, Ugly Mug, which is a, a weekly reading on Wednesdays in the city of Orange, um, a very cool little space to check out, and hosts a, a radio show on an actual uh, over the airwaves radio station, kpfk.org. Um, so uh, check them out online if, you're, if you want to learn more about that. All right, again, moving along, uh, call in if you'd like to read the number 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 908 area code. Hello. How you doing, Rich? How you doing? <laughs> it's the famous Bubala poet. This is David from the lush, rolling hills of Newark, New Jersey. Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you. You know, it's funny. Uh, since we last spoke, David, um, I was actually in Newark, New Jersey. Oh, oh, oh my condolences. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, this this piece I'm about to read is a good 
Veterans Day piece or a Memorial Day piece, and it's uh, kind of appropriate in view of the uh, uh, fiasco that's happening in Afghanistan. You know, and um, anyway, uh, I knew Harry Shapiro for a, a couple of days. I met him in uh, the year 2000 when I lived in, uh, we both lived at the YMCA in Hoboken. And uh, he taught me the difference between a real vet and one of those Rambo jerk-offs, those, uh, you know, those guys that watch too many Sly and the Family Stallone movies. <laughs> so uh, uh, Harry, well, anyway, I only know him for a couple of days. We used to hang out at the soup, the soup kitchen together. And um, he, um, I knew him for a couple of days because they found him dead in his room over Memorial Day. And for some reason, his death really affected me. I mean, it, it, it just kicked me right in the teeth. I mean, I've lost two I've lost a set of parents. I've lost a brother. I've lost a fiancé. Uh, but for some reason, this had a special place. In, you know, of grief. And so uh, the, the name of the piece is called In Memoriam, Trilogy uh, for Harry Shapiro and the uh, Trilogy and Epilogue for Harry Shapiro and the YMCA. Here it goes. <clears throat> One, Harry, I really didn't know. Nobody ever told me as I stare Sodom in the eye. Boy, we're close, so fucking close, that we can tickle King Kong's balls. Damn, that revolving fan in the ceiling, whirling clockwise, but never faster than the vapor that is us. Harry, you and I counter-clocked and unwise in our home. And yes, we are home in our cheesy little pocket of well-stitched yuppiedom. But you are released, my friend as they carry away poorly stitched patches of what you were and where you'd been. Two, I did not know. I just didn't know that ceiling fan aggressively attacks the smoke. But where the fuck did the years go? Ah, so you take my greasy kid stuff and defiantly comb it through your reluctantly gray wannabe pompadour, Harry. You handsome son of a bitch, you. Fuck. Where did the time go musing while puffing on coffin nails and sending our epitaph into carcinogenic space? Shit. No stray dogs in yuppiedom, Harry. Just us, as clandestine fumes cha-cha seductively between the twin whorehouses. Three. It sucks, Harry. Say, weren't you a cook in Vietnam? Ah, you can smell the wannabes and never worse. So full of shit from across the river, since they always brag about how many cooks they wasted. But if you'd really been there, I mean, really been there, you wouldn't talk about that shit. As the phony vet blows on nicotine trumpets with blazing tattoos that hurt the sockets of my eyes. But you can tell that he pulls his prick. But you, you're not here to tell him because you've been released to those shoppers that bring holy ash and sacred shit on a shingle. They treated those cans like gold, like fucking gold. I won't pull your prick anymore, Harry. Epilogue. They don't announce this kind of shit whenever they find you dead in your room. You're only a footnote and or soup kitchen gossip. But I didn't know, since they don't announce this kind of shit. May God grant us grace to be real, Harry. You've been released. Rest in peace, my friend. David, very nice. What, um, what prompted you to, to uh, read that now? I mean, it's, it, is there some, is it because, it's because of Afghanistan, is what you're saying? Well, it's partly Afghanistan, it's partly Veterans Day, and it's partly because I've just undergone major surgery. Matter of fact, I'm in the hospital as we speak. 
I did, yeah, I just under, underwent major surgery two days ago. So I decided to read this piece. <laughs> it's, it's not Lubala. Lubala, oh, Lubala. <laughs> Um, uh, did, did you, I guess you're in the hospital because you had your bubula removed. My bubula was removed. <laughs> I had fat boy surgery. <laughs> well, you sound like you're in good spirits and in good health, and um, and and how cool. You know, I guess that's another cool thing about the internet. You can uh, you can tune in and call in from anywhere, and and I'm great. Uh, I'm great. I, I think it's great that you can you can do that right from the, the hospital where you are right now. So thanks for calling in, David. Yeah, it is. It's great. I wouldn't miss. I wouldn't miss reading my pieces and hearing the other poets for the world. I love it. It's the greatest cool. thing. By the way, before I go, I'm on YouTube as Studley Do Right One One One. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I thought I'd pull. It's shameless plug time. Okay. All's well from Newark, New Jersey. I'll catch you next month, Rick. Sounds good, David. Take it easy. That was uh, David calling from Newark, New Jersey, one of our repeat offenders. He's in the hospital. That's how dedicated our listeners are, uh, uh, just recovering from major surgery. If, if you're in the hospital, or if you're not, or if you're anywhere, call in. The number is 646-716-7362. And please do check out David's YouTube site, uh, Studley Do Right 111, uh, at... Uh, YouTube. God knows what you'll find there, but I'm sure it'll be it'll be worthwhile. All right, moving along to our next caller, um, another caller, a series of ones. If your phone number happens to be uh, 11 ones, or if you're just on the air with a blocked caller, click to talk. Say hello. Hello, Rick. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. Who's this? It's Alex Shorney calling from Canada. Oh, hey, Alex. How you doing? Good. It's been a while, Rick. It has. Uh, where in Canada are you calling from? Uh, Sault Ste. Marie. Sault Ste. Marie. Is that the East Coast, West Coast, somewhere in the middle? Right in the middle. We are on the border with uh, northern Michigan. Excellent. Well, welcome back to the show. And um, uh, you got a poem for us? I got one. It's uh, it's my yearly tribute to uh, Christmas, so it's the one I put in the Christmas cards this year. Great. And it goes like this, Rick. It's called Never Losing Sight of the Moment. The ground again begins to cool as our hearts start to warm. This then marks the advent when not only sparkling lights so adorn the skies, but congregating branches twinkling in a pattern, bringing thoughts of more than sugar plums. For even though we're older, we remember what it was like to wake up in the morning with an excitement beyond belief. Never knew our little feet could move that fast, down those stairs and around the corner, nearly crashing into the old piano, just to hear the voices of our parents saying it was just too early, us not knowing they had just retired from an eventful night. Back we went for another hour, not to say we did twice sneak a peek. Of course we did. Why now it's easy to relate to, seeing those stars in our daughter's eyes as she's even endowed with an insight that is so beyond her years, for she's a thoughtful soul of a placid, tranquil influence. There is purpose to her every step. As we approach this season, it is with a wish for all to look within to search without, to grasp onto a meaning, never losing sight of the moment, to cherish each and every day like it was the one we're about to share. That's great, uh, Alex. Um, how, how cool that you're putting that in your in your holiday card this year. I mean, you know, a lot of times people, I guess, buy cards that have pre-written messages and they're, and they're nice, but to get something... You know, so personal, written by the person sending the card, seems like a very cool thing. It's always the way I do it with our family. It's turned into a little tradition kind of thing now, what I do with that. So, 
And then I even just put a little saying at the start of the card. So this year, the, the little saying that went with that was that a moment lasts for eternity. A thought stretches beyond tomorrow. A light from one tunnel illuminates a hope for those who dream with the heart of a child. Nice. Um, I just I think it's cool. You know, odds are that um, that a, probably a, a good percentage of the people who you're sending the cards to. I, I suppose I'm kind of making this statistic up, but but you know, most people don't read poetry, and uh, so in a way, you know, you're exposing all these people to to poetry, to to your poetry, you know, for one, but to poetry overall, um, which is. I don't know. It's it's sort of like you're doing promotion for the art form by 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 including your poem in in this card that goes out to all these people. So that's that's a wonderful thing. Thanks a lot, Rick. And uh, it, it's just it's an awesome thing to do. You know, like you'd like to do it every day of the year, but especially once a year when the snow is flying. And it is like it's flying today out there. The snow is flying, so um, it just puts you right in the mood and the spirit and allows you to go that much deeper within your soul and to realize the true meaning of what this time of year is, not for the commercialization, but for the importance of the spirit and the sharing of love between people. Sure, absolutely. Um, do, you, uh, do you have anything to plug in the, in the Sault Ste. Marie, uh, Canada area? Poetry <clears throat> um, Rick, we... Uh, we we had a few places. One just closed down, Arcadia Coffee House. But uh, the the one that's still going is the one that I put the motion in about a year and a half ago to start up. And it's at the local library, and it's on the last Thursday of every month. And it was really cool. The last time we were in there, um, we must have had about 25 people. And after I was done reading, because I'm an esoteric kind of writer, you know, I'm a Reiki master kind of thing, and this one lady came up to my wife and I in the hall, and she said, Do you know what, Alex? When you were reading, your voice was actually in an inflection of creating on a different frequency, and she felt herself drifting into another dimensional existence during the 10 minutes or so that I was reading. And I found that to be a huge compliment, to be able to see that the writing affected her to that degree. It was really cool. As long as she doesn't sue you for, you know, uh, uh, unwillingly transporting her to another dimension, I think you're in good shape. Oh, well, I think she appreciated it, she told me. So another transcendental movement kind of thing, astral travel kind of thing. Sounds like it. Well, um, Alex, thanks for calling in, and uh, I'm glad to hear that that reading that you you sort of started there is is going strong. And I suppose if anyone's in the Sault Ste. Marie area in Canada on the last Thursday of the month, they should go check it out. Yeah, and there's another one that goes on in the library over across the river in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, actually. It, it's it's haphazard here and there, but it's at the Bayless uh, Public Library over there in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, every so often. So. Oh, does the, does the city of Sault Ste. Marie... Is it, is they're it twin cities, yeah. you know what I mean, like Rick? They're, okay. they're twin yeah. cities, yeah. so... Yeah. Okay. Great, well, thanks again for calling in, and then calling again soon, okay? Merry Christmas, Rick, and to everybody else out there. Thanks, you too. That was uh, David calling from a whole other country, at least from the one I'm in, uh, uh, calling from Canada. Um, I do think it's interesting uh, getting poetry to show up in places where it might not normally be. Um, Anything you can do to expose people who wouldn't normally be exposed to poetry is a cool thing. Uh, Alex... uh, uh, has a, a you know writes a poem that goes out on his Christmas card every year. I worked at a, a summer camp a few years ago, and one of the um, activities that I uh, organized was a, a an optional poetry workshop. So if kids you know could choose from a number of different activities. If they wanted to, they would come to me, and I'd do poetry with them. And so one of the things that we did is I had them write poetry and then go tape the poetry up in the showers of their cabins. So the next morning, uh, their fellow bunkmates went in to take their showers and such, uh, and um, they, you know, my poetry kids came back and reported to me that, uh, well, this was the quote, really, that, that stuck with me. So another kid uh, discovered the poem and, and said, there's poetry in the shower, which I thought was one of the coolest things I'd ever heard. So it's sort of like guerrilla poetry out there. Anywhere you can you can get poems up, I say you do it. 
Um, the number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. I hope you call in and share your work. Moving on to the 614 area code. Hello. Uh, hello, Rick. This is uh, Nicole Nicholson calling from Columbus, Ohio. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Nicole. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, actually. Cool. Well, I would imagine you have a poem for us. Actually, yes, I do. Um, this one is actually up on my blog. Um, I'm going to make a shameless plug for myself right now. If you like what you've heard or if you want to read more, um, my blog is ravenswingpoetry.com. I'm going to post that link in the chat room for anybody who's in there right now. This poem was inspired by a couple of different other poets, uh, William Blake being one and Langston Hughes being the other. I actually lifted a line from one of William Blake's poems and placed it later in the poem, and then I based what I wrote off of Langston, Langston Hughes' I Too Sing America, except I went in quite a different direction with mine. Mine's called I Too Say Amen. It's not so much a poem about religion as it is about sex and love. So I give you, I too say amen. I too say amen. I am having an early Sunday morning vision of prophecy, our bodies slapping together, sweat running in rivers and casting shattered tributaries off of our skins. We are somewhere sequestered and yet more sacred than the backseat of my car. We sing hallelujahs composed in the key of carnal, a polyglot of grunt, hiss, and shuddering breath against a harmony of moans, counter-melodies of our whispered directions to each other, and a climax of screams in fortissimo. We sound out antiphons to each other, utterances in counterpoint as we co-create again and again and again. This is worship, and I too say, Amen. I used to think that it was almost sacrilege, darkening Sunday's sacred dawn with desire, church mornings, I used to sit in audience of those sermons extolling prudence and purity and warning against the pernicious trap of lechery, those sermons delivered to my ears with a shuddering violence, a black baritone boom, reborn from an ancestral African shaman's throat. I used to sit walled in by a shouted chorale of response pulled up by the prowess of the preacher's petitions. Can I get an amen? I used to sit and conjure you up in my privacy, in my theater of you, hidden behind my eyes, while I responded up to the preacher, only in my native tongue of silent stare. If they had only known what ran rampant in my hills, my hollows, what burned sacral below my stomach, that inferno still tumbles down into the deep and secret hollows somewhere below my navel. And when it lands, it convulses and blooms outward and upward in the feathers of fecund flame. The explosion upon impact is always a brilliant orange, a spectral phoenix in my flesh, roaring and screaming on a clandestine pyre. He is reborn in your presence and evoked in your absence. And I too say, Amen. Now, in my holy vision, we are hidden in hermetical, teenage neophytes, intending to school each other in the esoteric. This mystery religion without a doctrine or a name except for the breath in our lungs and the rivers of golden I am that have replaced our own blood. I am captivated, held suspended in wonder by your gilt letters, by your illuminated manuscript, which is vibrating and laid open before me to read. I touch your shoulder. Trace the outline of your collarbone and try to read your sacred scripture, following your bone lines with my fingers over sternum, past rib lines, over the crescendo and decrescendo of your hips. My fingers, they find glory at the meeting of your thighs. I read intently the chapter and verse of your sighs, and I too say, Amen. And now, from the cloak of the past, I hear a proverb. The nakedness of woman is the work of God, and a procession of souls comes forth. The poets, the prophets, the painters, and the sculptors, the woodsmen, the miners, and the jackhammer jockeys, 
The steel mill denizens and the football field citizens. Running backs, halfbacks, fullbacks, and quarterbacks. The lesbians and the thespians echoing their practice lines in the halls of our high school theater. The choir geeks and the art freaks. The stoners, the loners, and the deadhead owners of the wild honey black and blonde reds grown against the fiery or quiet and smoldering disdain of their parents. And I, your disciple, your devotee, your sacred shaman uttering incantations filled with nothing but your name, your dervish, whirling and warping my own reality until it becomes our shared and holy space, your St. Catherine of Siena, your Radha Tia Krishna, I too say amen. Nicole, love it. Uh, Thank you. A lot of people out there who prefer sex and love to religion, and I, undoubtedly that spoke to them. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, anything you want to plug really quickly? Um, the only other thing I'd like to plug is I mentioned last time that the, world of the, the Women of the World Poetry Slam, which happens every year, this year the slam will be happening in Columbus, Ohio. It is happening March 10th through 15th, sorry, no, March 10th through 13th, 2010. Um, they've had a couple fundraisers here in town, the local poetry groups have, and there are women right now who are competing to represent the different groups in Columbus at that slam. Literally, women from all over the world come to compete. Most of the um, competitors come from the United States and Canada, uh, but we have had some international poets come to the competition too. Columbus is very excited to host this event, and more information, I don't know, I don't have the website off the top of my head, but I believe it's, I believe if you just Google Women of the World Poetry Slam, you should find the website. Great. And your blog, again, is ravenswingpoetry.com? Right, right, right. That's my username. Great. Well, um, check it out. You mentioned the chat room as well. I, I don't know if everyone is aware, but the, uh, there's a chat room connected to this uh, Blog Talk radio show, and a number of people who, are, uh, who listen to the show go into the chat room, um, as well as people who call in, and it's a great way to interact with people behind the scenes the show is going on. So thanks for uh, mentioning that, and thanks, as always, for calling in. You're welcome, and thank you. All right, cool. That was uh, Nicole Nicholson calling from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, the number again, 646-716-7362. Um, moving along now to a caller from the 803 area code. Hello. Hello, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I was uh, just calling in just to listen to see what was going on, and uh, I happened to hear the gentleman who was in the hospital read uh, a, a veteran's piece, um, and so I figured I'd share uh, one as well. I'm, I am actually a current uh, service member, and I wrote this while I was uh, in Iraq, and I hope you all enjoy it. It's called Fundamentals of Marksmanship. We rush out to meet the worst that hell can offer, and the only thing that separates us and the reaper is time itself. We sew up our hearts with barbed wires left over the Hescos, and the towers and the gun turrets alone allow us to see over the horizon into memories, steady positioning ourselves to look down the road and align our emotions in the sight picture, placing the aiming point on target with both eyes open. Breathe the scent from the chicken coops and yesteryear's garbage, Hold our breath in recognition of the fallen. Slowly squeeze the trigger. We rush out in wedged formation to seek and destroy the enemy, and we continue to instill fear or hope in those who know not our names. We are but faceless, covered Kevlars with pockets full of 5.56 millimeter rounds and candy, and wonder if this can be won with a couple of soccer balls. It might be too late to save the past, but the future, will we allow ourselves the hug? And we pray for the scent of freedom to return to our nostrils, thinking of loved ones we left behind to live our lives for us, replaying phone calls, webcams, and emails over and over in our heads without emotion, because emotions disturb our positioning. One hug can be one too many, for suicide belts are strapped to the hearts of those who cannot grasp the concept of our freedom to choose between life and death and everything in between. Our alignment may become misaligned, and one mistake is one too many, and attempts to 
because the enemy gives gifts of IEDs and EFPs and attempts to take our breath away, and we must suppress our emotions because we are soldiers, and the only ones who will stand on the threshing floor of the horror to protect you while you sleep and dream pretty dreams of life, liberty, and happiness, and we will squeeze the trigger in that defense. Wonderful. Um, so who am I talking to? Uh, my name is Mallory. Um, I am also a spoken word uh, slam artist. I'm located here in uh, uh, Columbia, South Carolina. Just recently moved here, and uh, really been loving the area uh, as far as the poetry slams and and uh, <clears throat> poetry is uh, my life and or how I deal with stress. And I just love to you know hear other people's work as well. So. Um, I was really enjoying what I was hearing and figured I would uh, share some of mine. I'm glad you did. Did you um, did you have the opportunity to write a lot of poetry when you were in Iraq? Uh, not a lot. Uh, I did on occasion, uh, but uh, for the most part, uh, you're pretty much on an adrenaline high. Uh, you're focused on the mission. You don't really allow yourself to think too much about what's going on because you just got so much you got to do. But uh, when you do yeah, have... I, you know, I, um, well, I guess you were a poet. You wrote poetry before you went on the tour of duty? Yes, yes. And, you know, poets, I, I would suspect, uh, if I were to make yet another generalization here, are not the folks who are going to rush off to join the Army. Uh, so I, I, I can only imagine how interesting it was as you, someone who, who was a poet and a spoken word artist, to sort of be in that situation. Because, uh, I, I, you know, a lot of poets, we... We're sort of existing, hyper aware of our surroundings. You know that everything that's going on is going through our own poet's filter. We're processing it, and you know, for later, you know, it, it gets spewed out on paper or something. So, what do, what a unique situation you must have been in? Yes, uh, I I didn't consider myself someone who I, I didn't think the military was for me, um, but life happened, and uh, had to uh, find a way to take care of my family and. Uh, at the at that time, I felt the military was uh, right for me, and uh, some years later, and so uh, I've just pretty much, you know, as I've lived my life, I've I've been able to write about those things, and and of course, uh, the things that I wrote about before I joined the service, um, I've seen a different view. It doesn't necessarily mean I I continue to agree with everything, but uh, it gives me another perspective to be able to write about. That's wonderful. And do, do you got any? Uh, is there any events that you frequent in Colombia that you want to promote? Um, yes, uh, I've. Uh, I'm. I'm proud to say I've actually won two of the last three uh, poetry slams uh, located at the Art Bar uh, here in uh, Columbia, South Carolina. Um, there's a lot of uh, national talent here. Uh, Max Parthas, uh, phenomenal poet. He actually has his own site, and he's the one that's been helping me integrate into the community. Uh, but uh, uh, feel free to look up prismaticdreams.com. Uh, uh, he's he's an awesome artist, and uh, we uh, uh, we have our own site. Uh, you can also contact me individually, either uh, MySpace or on Facebook. But uh, MySpace uh, uh, slash loving all of you, and I'll post it on the uh, uh, chat room so that you can have access to that uh, if you like what you heard and want to hear more. Great. Well, uh, thanks for calling in. Um, good to hear your work and a little bit of your story, and I hope you call in again. Thank you very much. No problem. That was uh, uh, Mallory calling from Columbia, South Carolina, um, uh, reading his poem about his experience in Iraq. He's in the chat room, and he's going to post a couple of the links in there. We've got um, a few more callers uh, ready to go, and um, so we're going to get to them in just a second. The number six four six seven one six. 7362. I thought I'd take just a minute to promote a couple of things that I have going on that are coming up this week, actually. If you happen to be in the Los Angeles area, uh, tomorrow night I'm going to be participating in a reading at the Mandrake Bar. This is a new reading series put on by the, uh, the uh, organizer, the publisher of uh, PoeticDiversity.com, or maybe it's .org. How embarrassing that I would not know while I'm saying this on the air. Uh, but they are a, a uh, an online publication that comes out uh, a, a couple times a year um, that you can check out that mainly is focused on Los Angeles writers. 
Um, and I've posted the information about the reading on my Facebook site, which is uh, facebook.com slash rickpoet. It's at the Mandrake Bar, which is at uh, 2692 La Cienega at 7 o'clock. Uh, in addition to me as a featured reader, it will also feature Charles Claymore, Eric Lawson, and Tess Lada, Tess.Lada, who is a, a wonderful poet. They're all wonderful poets, actually, so you should, you should check it out tomorrow at uh, 7 o'clock. It's a literary salon uh, in a bar, so, you know, if you can get bored, if you get bored, you can always uh, have something to drink, and, and it'll make the experience more enjoyable, uh, I'm sure. Um, also, this Wednesday, I'm going to be participating in a, a different blog talk radio show, not on Poetry Super Highway live, but on uh, the World Wide Word radio network, which is actually the um, uh, first uh, writing-related uh, blog talk radio uh, show that I came across, which is what inspired me to start Poetry Superhighway live. You can check them out at blogtalkradio.com slash onward, and they have all kinds of different shows going on a, a hugely a much more robust schedule of shows that happen than, than our monthly show. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with our monthly show. It's wonderful. But the, the interviews with poets, uh, uh, readings, all kinds of different things that go on. I will be participating this Wednesday at 3 o'clock in the Mo Green Poetry Discussion, which Rafael Alvarado and Brett Candace will be Hosting and um, honestly, I'm not sure what uh, what they'll be asking me and how much I'll be reading versus talking. They were they were particularly interested in talking to me about my book Stolen Mummies, which came out a few years ago. Poems I wrote um, on my first trip to London, which also uh, is accompanied by a CD of poet of not poetry, but of uh, sounds and observations that I recorded while in London, so I know we'll be talking about that a bit, but you can check it out again, blogtalkradio.com slash onward, um, and uh, so my uh, I'll be on with them at 3 o'clock p.m. Pacific time on Wednesday, and if you can't make that particular time, of course, as with all Blog Talk Radio shows, uh, they will be available in the archive uh, forever after its broadcast. And if you need any of those details, again, again, check out my Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash rickpoet. Uh, moving on to our next caller here on Poetry Superhighway Live, and it's Magdalena Ball. Hello. Hello, Rick. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm sorry, you're breaking up there, uh, Maggie. Are you, uh, are you there? I'm here. You know, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm suspecting that you are uh, on a click-to-talk um, function because you're, you're breaking up, and it sounds like you're. Uh, I don't know why those don't always work that well. So I'm going to suggest you call back in uh, on your cell phone um, uh, using the call-in number at six four six seven one six seven three six two because uh, we're not going to be able to, to hear you with the connection that. Uh, that um, that I just uh, heard right now. So I'm going to move along to the next caller. Um, hello uh, to the 310 area code. Hello. Hi. Hi, Rick. Hi, this is Nick Fagan. Hey, Nick. Nick Sounds from great. Uh, from uh, Santa Monica. Yes, I'm in Santa Monica, California. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. No, the show's great today. Everything sounds cool. Cool, I'm glad you're digging it. Always, yeah. Um, yeah, so what's with you? You, <laughs> you want a poem? I would love a poem. Okay, this is a poem. Here we go. <clears throat> with your precious red velvet pastry pressed tight against my face, I could see the sugared filling and smell the cocoa layers. You fed it to me and I could taste the metal on the silver of the fork, feel it taste back, and hear the muted ting as it knelt on the lip of the fine bone china plate. I delivered on both the myth of permanence and the shine of the sun. You were the whitest snow I'd ever seen with the blackest heart on God's green earth. I thought you were a treasure, and just maybe you are, and maybe I didn't deserve to find you, or I didn't have what it takes to fund you, but the encounter twisted into obsession. Without warning, you took over my mind. I submitted to it and perpetuated madly, 
sucking co-workers, friends, and family into the drama. My twisted odyssey. My search for true love. Trying to break free from the bonds of you, an indescribable beauty, I don't know how you learned to treat me like you did. The sickness still makes me wonder, what would have happened if we were together? What would have happened? <laughs> I don't know. Yes, I don't no, know. That's why the poem ended right there, because you don't know. I mean, you know, otherwise know. it would have gone on. You would have told, well, this would have happened. We, you know, it's, uh, that's, that's what would happen next. I have uh, uh, several poems written about this same person, and none of them have an ending. <laughs> Does is the relationship ongoing? Never, no. <laughs> it's over. But that's, it's, I guess, I guess, in some way, uh, it is. If the, if it, if it, uh, if the poetry is ongoing. Exactly. Thank you. And seared in your mind um, as as a forever kind of thing. I have severe um, brain burn. <laughs> you have anything you want to uh, any anything you want to plug in uh, in that you frequent in Santa Monica or L.A. in general? Yeah, uh, there's a couple things, but one is uh, there's a club in San, in West L.A. called Angels, and uh, they they promote something uh, called the Red Velvet Cake Night, which is what I wrote this for, and uh, it's every couple of weeks. It's on my Facebook page, uh, which is uh, Nick Fagan, and um, uh, so I do that every two weeks. I'm doing it tonight. I just sort of oh, open cool. the show. It's, it's a musical show. Someone spoke earlier about mixing jazz and uh, poetry and uh, I tend to do that a lot. That's sort of what what I like to do. So that's neat. Do you 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 mix them in terms of poets perform and jazz people perform? But does it happen at the same time? Are there are there musicians yes. under the? Yes, it happens at the same time. I have a, I'm lucky enough to know a few musicians that are sort of into what I do, so they invite me to perform at their performances. That's interesting. Do you find that it's? Uh, I know when, whenever I read and there's music happening at the same time, it really changes the way I read. I don't know if it's a two-way street, um, in particular without rehearsal or whatever, but, you know, I, I find that, that the rhythm um, in which I read sort of, you know, allows the music to to kind of flow under it and, and you know, pausing at different times and such, the same way with you? Uh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, and, and it's still kind of new to me. I've only been doing it like about six or seven months. So working with musicians, so uh, it's it's a new thing for me, and yeah, it, it take it it makes me take a little more space, you know, so mm -hmm. I can listen to them. Cool. So well, people should check that out. That's um, tell me the name of the place again. The place the club is called Angels, and it's on Wilshire Boulevard, and they have a website. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. You can also get in contact with me uh, with my website, which is fulltimepoet.com. Nice. <laughs> You're the one who's a full-time poet. I am full-time <laughs> poet. Cool. Well, Nick, thanks for calling in, uh, and and good luck with the show tonight. And um, and uh, maybe you'll uh, maybe you'll uh, somehow manage to get music and your spoken word on our on our next show. Uh, record right. it. You know, you wish you to record it um, and send me an MP3 of a piece, and we can play it. Uh, we can play it on the air that way. That sounds awesome. All right, Rick. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you. All right. I'll talk then, to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Right, bye. It was uh, Nick Fagan calling from Santa Monica, California, uh, talking about his show uh, tonight um, where he's a poet and there's, there's music happening as well. Check out, uh, his, check out his Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Nick Fagan, N-I-C-K-F-A-I-G. Uh-oh, I forgot. Is it E-N or A-N? I don't know. Look them both up. Maybe you'll find something interesting at both. Um, I should really write these things down. Moving along, um, we've got about 10 minutes or so left in the show, and we've got some open lines for, for callers. So please do call in if you'd like. We'd love to hear your work. It's 646-716-7362. Uh, moving now to, wow, here's one I haven't seen before, three zeros and then zero one two three four five six. I think that's probably me. It's Magdalena, and I'm back online. Oh, yay. I'm glad you made it. I just met Nick is in the chat room. He just mentioned it's F-A-I-G-I-N. Uh, so if you're checking out his Facebook page, it's Nick Fagan, F-A-I-G-I-N, to check out his, his work and information about the show. So, Maggie, I'm so glad that you made it. Were you, were you calling on the click to talk uh, earlier? I was, in, I was indeed, and uh, live and learn. I thought that would be a nice, cheap option, but uh, obviously it's not. 
You know, it, it, I, I don't know. I've never tried it myself because I, I guess I'm usually hosting the show and I, I call on my cell phone. Uh, I actually don't have a click to talk option for hosts, but um, half the time it seems to work for people and the other half of the time it doesn't. And I think it has to do with your how fast your internet connection is and how fast your computer is because it has to process, you know, uh, you know, sending your voice over the net at the same time as listening to the show and blah, blah, blah. Hopefully you have uh, night and weekend minutes that you're taking advantage of right now, though. It's fine. I actually in Australia <laughs> as well, which is why my number is so weird. You're in Australia right now. I am indeed. Well, fa wow, fantastic. This is the uh, first time we've had someone from Australia calling. There you go. It's a multinational show. <laughs> That's what I like to think. Um, I, cool. I'd, well, like to read, yep, I'd like to read from my new book, which is just out this week. It's called Repulsion Thrust, and it's published by Be Right Books. I will put a link in the chat room as well. Okay. This poem is called Creative Commons. This is how energy is made in the simple universe. Standing waves, spins and orbits, making forces. The poetry of physics replicating on and on. Confined and blind, disk space at its limit, over-specialized and above all, hungry, but still slowly computing. Whether you see a gap or concurrency, it's relative. What you get is what you give. Conservation for the intellectually challenged, first edition, hopelessly romantic brain. Inertia or attraction, Hubble or heart, it's all here. Rainforest, canopy, repeating birdsong, an incident of probability, serendipitous accident. When we big bang again, beta decay showering our molecules into the creative commons, may the frontier future help itself to any random scraps of energy that remain. That will have to do. Maggie, nice, and congratulations on your new book. Thank you. Where um, it, it tell us the name of the book and how people can get it if they want, if they're interested. Absolutely, it's called Repulsion Thrust, and it's available on Amazon. That's probably the easiest way to get it. People can also drop by my website, which is www.magdalenaball.com, and again, I'll put that link in the chat room. And there's uh, all sorts of information on there. There's a link to my video for the book and lots of reviews and all sorts of stuff, sample palms and so forth. Lovely, MagdalenaBall.com. And where, where are you calling from in Australia? In New South Wales, about halfway between Sydney and Newcastle. Wonderful. It's very hot here today. Very hot, really. Well, it's freezing here in LA. Maybe we could meet in the middle, middle and sip iced tea or something. Uh, but um, well, wonderful. How, how great to hear from uh, someone from, from so far away from where I am. I, I just I love the worldwide potential of the show, and you're really uh, bringing that to light uh, today. Thank you. May I ask what, what time it is uh, there? Yes, it's 9.53 a.m. the next day. <laughs> so we're What's actually, it like? it's, it's fun day. What's it like there in the future? You know, the future is pretty warm. <laughs> About 90 that, degrees Fahrenheit. That, that's pretty hot. Um, well, uh, Magdalena, thanks so much for calling in, and I hope to hear uh, more of you in the future, and good luck with your book. Thank you very much. That was uh, Magdalena Ball calling from New South Wales, Australia, where it's 90 degrees and 9.30 in the morning, neither of which it is here in Southern California, where it is very cold, relatively speaking, uh, to Southern California, and uh, the middle of the afternoon. Um, let's see, about five minutes left. I'm going to try to get to both callers. I don't know that I'll make it, but um, next caller, uh, you're on the air. Hello. Series of ones. Rick? Locked caller ID. Who am I talking to? This is Michael from Birmingham. Rick, how are you doing? Hey. I'm good, Michael. Season's greetings. You know, we think of um, we think of um, Christmas Eve and how exciting it is. But I noticed a few years ago that it's the 20th on the eve of the eve, 
everyone moving on the same wave, length like a string of multicolored lights. And yesterday we woke up, we had a little bit of snow, and I call this Saturday Diorama. My home metro flocked by a flurry of sunrise snow, like strolling through a courier and hives. Rick, happy holidays till you get to that last caller. Michael, you're the best. Always conscious of the time. That's awesome. Uh, good to hear your voice as always, and, and we'll talk to you next time. Same. That's Michael from uh, Birmingham, Alabama, giving us a quickie so we could get to our uh, final caller, uh, another blocked uh, ID. Hello? Hi, this is Ashu Solo. How's it going? Ashu Solo. Um, where are you calling from? Yeah. I'm uh, traveling all over the place right now. <laughs> so all right, well, where uh, do you have to be at, at this moment? I'm in Canada at the moment. Canada? Where Where in Canada? Yeah. In Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Wow, two callers from Canada in in one day. That's fantastic. Well, let's let's squeeze your poem in. We we got like two minutes left. I don't know if it can fit in the two minutes, but maybe three minutes. <laughs> okay, Go this quick. poem is okay. This poem is called "Freedom Is a Birthright," and it was published by Op-Ed News. Our rights come not from the will of the state. The state's rights come from the will of the people, and our rights come from the will of God. Yet here on earth, God's work is done by people, so we come before these people, asking that our rights be respected, not rejected, asking for empathy, not sympathy, asking for common sense, not rule book sense, asking for moral leadership, not dictatorship, asking for fairness, not favors, asking for non-discriminatory treatment, not special treatment, asking for facilitation, not exemption, or, nor, ex, nor exception. Asking for equal opportunity, meaning equitable opportunity, not extra opportunity. Asking for a level playing field, not a better playing field, nor a battlefield. Asking for righteousness, not kindness, nor such maliciousness. And most of all, asking for full service, not lip service, in America's most basic commitment and promise, to provide liberty, justice, and equity for all people. Is that too much for anyone to ask? Now you can find a link to this poem at uh, amgsolo.com. That's amgso, sorry, amgsolo.com. And uh, this was published by Op-Ed News if you want to read it there. But there's a link to this poem at that website I just gave you. Well, Ashu, that's great. You actually read that poem in like a, a minute, so you you went, went much oh, yeah. quicker than you thought you could. So well well done. So why why are you traveling around? If I may, uh, I'm just. Uh, I'm just uh, visiting different places. <laughs> that sounds like a very cool uh, existence for the for the time being. Uh-huh. Um, any? Uh, are you like checking out poetry readings and things like that, or? Uh no, I'm just checking out the sites. <clears throat> well, I, I suppose uh, wandering around, just checking out the sites, is something that a lot of people who are stuck at work during the week wish that that they they could do. Yeah. Well, um, thanks for calling in. Uh, your, your website again is amgsolo.com, is that right? That's right. Fantastic. Cool. Well, thanks for calling in, and I hope you hope you call in again. Thanks. Thanks for having this poetry reading. My pleasure. Uh, enjoy your travels. All right. Take care. Bye. Y- you too. That was uh, <clears throat> um, Ashu Solo calling in, uh, currently from Saskatchewan, or uh, not from, but in a Saskatchewan, Canada, our second caller from Canada. Um, we're, we're basically out of time. I can't take any more uh, callers, so I'll just uh, close out the show by uh, thanking everyone. Um, Lorena from Orange County, David from Newark, New Jersey, Alex from uh, Sault Ste. Marie, Canada, Nicole from Columbus, Ohio, Mallory from Columbia, South Carolina, Magdalena Ball calling from uh, New South Wales, Australia, Nick from Santa Monica, uh, Michael from Birmingham, Alabama, and, uh, of course, our caller just on the air, Ashu Solo, uh, traveling the world, currently in Saskatchewan, Canada. quick reminder, I'll be reading tomorrow night um, in uh, Los Angeles uh, at the uh, first Triple M reading with a few other poets, the Mystic Madams of Mayhem Poetry Salon at the Mandrake Bar on La Cienega in L.A. at 7 o'clock. And check me out this 
Wednesday on the Worldwide Word Radio Network, uh, blogtalkradio.com slash onward. Um, at 3 o'clock p.m. or in their archive, well, they'll be uh, interviewing me. Wow. I wouldn't listen, actually, now that I think about it. Uh, thanks, everyone, for, for calling in. Uh, our next show will be sometime in January. I'll let you know the uh, date of that soon. Have a great holiday, everyone. Bye.